Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself an Aquafina water because we got nothing special. Uh, It is the Gamer's Ledge Podcast, episode 200. Greetings and salutations. I am one of your hosts, Mark. Joining me to my right is, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Dave. Yo. (laughs) Woo! Hey, it was then, warm today. I actually do- walk the dogs without a jacket. All right, then. Uh, and there we go. Uh, then also from 40 miles away from the Great White North, it's Nick. Hello. And uh, last, and next to last but not least, uh, joining us from the real Great White North, which is probably not so white at the moment, is uh, Kate. And then if Turo calls in, then I can have him introduce himself as well. There he is. Uh, last but not least, all the way from the Ozarks in Branson, Missouri, it's Turo. Maybe. <laughs> Who's hopefully calling in on Chrome like he was supposed to. Yay, it's Turo. Yeah. Is it not working? <laughs> yeah, no, it's props. working. It's working just fine. Everyone's giving... I'm giving a hundred props to everyone. <laughs> I got to use both hands. So let's uh, let's first of all address the fact that this is indeed, as Turo asked before the show, episode two hundred of Gamers Ledge podcast. Uh, there's not Al Gore math to that. We really have been doing this for ten years, uh, and it started out as a daily audio podcast. Which, yeah. if you do the math for ten years. We're not very um, disciplined, I guess. <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, we, we do have all those old things, and I do plan on uploading them to the RSS feed eventually. Uh, but yes, we have uh, uh, lots on the feed today, but mostly since we started video casting, which was how long ago, Matt? When did we start that oh. up again? I want to say 2008? About then. Sounds about right. Maybe 2007, even? Dang. Yeah. It was so. after Doctor Who rebooted, so... So it could have even been... Yeah. Wait. Doctor Who was... Wait. Well, that was... Two th- yeah. Yeah. So... 2008. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, this is going to be an all-question-and-answer podcast. We asked the community for questions. We got a lot of questions. Uh, so we'll be tackling those, but let's go around the room first by discussing what we have been playing, as we always do. Um, let's start with you, Kate. What have you been up to this week? Well, I'm kind of teetering on the edge of not playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper anymore. What? I, have, I know. I haven't even turned it on in like three days, not even to get like my daily dungeon stuff. Wow. To get like my logins or anything. And I haven't done the memory crystal 2 for rams or agrius and i haven't even started realm or anything i'm just like right now just like do i want to keep going 
You do. You're, you're saying yes because then you'd be the only person who was still playing it. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but there there was quite the uproar this week um, because apparently during that Final Fantasy Tactic um, event, they uh, dropped the item drop rate, which meant that you would end up paying more on average to get the good stuff, and people got really upset about that. So I haven't done an item pull in a long time because I just I have a lot of good items that are interchangeable between people, and since I use most of the cast anyway, that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. um, maybe I'm just a little burned out on it, but I might you know play some tonight while I'm going to sleep kind of thing. I've cool. been playing Dead or Alive, Dead or Alive Extreme Three. I'm mm -hmm. playing that, and I heard the first DLC yeah, costumes just, that basically are not even there are available the, the first dlc costumes just dropped uh what they're doing is um having two swimsuits one free and one premium for two weeks and then in two weeks they're having two more you did say one. premium right yes i okay. did it's i was like just making sure it's like a freaking free-to-play model gotcha. the free one you can get with in-game currency if you like grind it out which i'm fine with because you know i don't have to pay for it i can just grind it out which i, I, would I see your anyway. puns there i see what you're doing girl get your mind out of the gutter grow up <laughs> <laughs> but the premium ones can only be purchased by what are called premium tickets which are like this game's um you know like mithril or whatever other you know purchasable currency is in like a freemium game and what they did is there are nine recolors of this one premium bathing suit and it costs 16 premium tickets each so if you wanted to get every of one of those suits for every girl it would cost you 1296 premium tickets Jeez. which is over 200 dollars <laughs> well i i am gonna point out that the last game Still is putting out new DLC in uh, blocks of eighty dollars, which is crazy. Is. Yeah, and it it just announced that they're doing another season pass. Um, so I'm like I can't afford to to spend on premium costumes, so I'm not. I'm just gonna get the ones that I can get by actually playing the game, mm -hmm. which I think is actually pretty cool that they did release something that you don't have to pay for at all. But then they do it like it's like they have this cool thing and then it's like, well, Jesus Christ. Wait, so the game is free? No, the, the game itself is not free. Oh, okay. So you did pay something for it, I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah. There is a free-to-play version coming in the summer, but no, I paid for the game. But this DLC is free. You just have to grind it out for like the owner, owner currency in the casino or doing missions. But the premium ones, I'm, I'm just like... I'm not even gonna bother because it's just if I could even if it was like a lot of owner currency I would try for it but the fact that you can only get it through premium tickets and that it's so expensive is is bullshit all right and did you, um, you played anything else I don't think so all right well then that brings us so to I Matt watched a lot, I oh. watched a lot of Dark Souls we I was were... watching people stream Dark Souls. I haven't yes. played it myself. It's quite good. We'll talk about that. <laughs> At length. Uh, oh Turo, how about you? You said Matt. Oh, 
Matt, how about you? <laughs> well, since I'm going to be the constant head, why don't we go through the variables first? Okay. So, Turo, how about you? Yeah, poop. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, Quantum Break. I got it. I started playing it. Like I said, I was. Um, the more I play that game, the more I realize how much I loved and missed Alan Wake and the experience and the fun that I had. <clears throat> this game really does, the more you pay attention to detail and uh, story or little posters or little things that you find throughout the the game, it rewards you later on. It's really, really, really good. I really like that. I really like a very story-heavy or heavy, uh, or pushing game. And then, of course, it involves time space. Uh, everybody loves that. I love that very much. Um, and uh, it's just, as soon as I'm done with this game, I'm going to go back to Alan Wake and replay all of that and the add-ons just for fun. So I've been doing that, um, Clash Royale, Clash of Clans, and a Spelunky in the meantime whenever I get burnt out on either one of those games because that game is forever. That game is love. That game is life. And <laughs> I think that is it. Yeah. Okay. And TV shows and whatnot. Gotham because it's the best show in the world. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's the button? And there you go. Dave! <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Oh, I could not roll my eyes hard enough. <laughs> How, what have you been playing this week, Dave? I've played like two games. That's. Wait, this is uh, for what is the 13 yeah. of 2016. <laughs> it is 7 16 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. I, Hold let on. It... Don't, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. They're technically both the same game. But let it be recorded. <laughs> let the court them. show the defendant played a video game. I did. I did. It's I two did. different executables, so technically it counts. Technically, on two different systems. Um, I was playing Ratchet and Clank Collection, the first game. I was restarting that in preparation for the new Ratchet and Clank game that came out on the PS4. Um, and I was actually really glad I did because it was a really nice refresher when I jumped into the PS4 game, which is fantastic. Like, seriously, Insomniac, just, I swear they just, they, they exist to make games for my id. They, like, even the changes they made for, for this game, for the reboot, because the PS4 version is a reboot, the changes they made to it are basically changes that they made just for me, it feels. It feels like that to me, and that's why I love that company. Why are you raising Our your host hands? has a question. If if, <laughs> if Insomniac makes game for your games specifically for your id, does that mean we're all doomed? I hate you. See, that's that's not no. You gave him the ability to. Don't you, you can't, no one to blame you can't but yourself. That, you can't do that this early. Oh, I can. You can't. That's just not right. <laughs> so there's a new Ratchet and Clank game out, and it's fantastic, and it looks amazing on the PS4, and Insomniac did a great job, as expected. Um, actually, they did a little better than I expected. The The way they, they did the reboot, I was a little worried that it was technically a reboot, but they quickly threw any fears out the window as soon as I started the game. Matt was, like, all excited for me. He was just like, dude, wait till you start this game. You're going to love the intro. 
And I totally did. Like they just they it feels like they made the game for me and it's not even funny. Um, they just know how to make a super fun game. It looks amazing. It is a, just a wonderful example of what a video game should be in every way, shape, and form. Everybody should be playing this. The lighting, uh, though, too. I mean, I know yeah, like lighting so effects and stuff are the big thing now, lighting and shaders and stuff, but that cave in Norvalis, oh, it's just like... Oh, my God, isn't that so good? Oh, my gosh. And that thing looked good in the original game, too. It like, did. That was, like, that was like amazing stuff back in a PS2 days. And uh, it's crazy to think that that game came out originally in 2002. I know. I saw that. I'm like, oh my it's gosh. a lot of years Long ago. It's 14 years ago. Jeez. <laughs> so when they're like redoing this stuff, and especially just playing it on the Vita, I was playing it on the Vita, the PlayStation, or the Ratchet & Clank collection on the Vita. So I was replaying it there. And it's funny, like how accurate the levels are to like what they did, but there's just so much more added to them like to make it like it's a pure ps4 game like there's no doubt about it it's not like it's just an up version of it or anything they really redid everything that is a company that really takes a lot of care and stuff i mean they're right up there with like naughty dog as far as like knowing the hardware and really you know pulling the you know the stop all the stops out and not only did they just do they didn't just cheap out doing a reboot they, they did it for like the fans have a lot to get you know, when they're like, you know, logging into it and there there's just like a ton of stuff that they can get, like a bunch of in jokes and everything. And it's just a it's just a fantastic game. Everybody should be playing it. It's so much fun. Good. And did you play anything else? I did. Um I play Words of Friends and Tap Titans, which I'm ashamed of. <laughs> um what else I play the the collection I played. And I think there might have been something else that I kinda like and it just I don't remember at this point. All right, then. But yeah, so is that stuff. Nick, how about you? Oh, I've been playing the packing game, which is very, very tiring. Um, especially when you see how much you can compress your whole life into boxes. How about a Prius? I'll take one. Except the Subaru is working nicely. Um, Game-wise, uh, I've been playing the new Kingdom Heart. Well, not new, but... The Kingdom Hearts Unchained, Kai, Key, whatever, that one for the mobile, um, a lot better than I thought it'd be. Um, instead of it, it basically takes the Kingdom Hearts formula and moves us down into a freemium game. You're nine, already laughing. Nine, at nine out of ten gamersledge.com. It's better than I thought it'd be. It's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was basically all of your guys' reviews on Batman vs Superman. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Seven out of ten. But it's. <laughs> But I hate every part of it. No, um, it's fun. I, I mean, it's your standard mobile game, though. And I, there's a, there's a small part of me that wants to take this game and just take its story and throw it out the window, but I know I can't because apparently it is still canon. So it's like pre, isn't it pre Kingdom Hearts one? I've lost track at this point. Really? I'm still holding on to everything. I'm I still have I think, it down. I think it's between Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts 1, if I remember correctly. Where does, yeah, where does 365 slash divided by zero come into that? That takes place the After end two. of 1, beginning of 2. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, because it's leading up to... Oh, it's leading up to the nobodies. You guys yeah. are only proving my point with that question. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
Well, three's all that matters, and it'll come out by the time I, I have kids. So. By the time you die? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I've been playing a lot of the Kingdom Hearts. I have, I'm have i already at quest, like, 98. I have three five-stars. I got them in one pull. Yeah. People hate me in my group right now. Because I know people who are, like, on quest 186, and they don't have a single five-star. So Wait, so is it a, oh, it's a freemium game, then? Got it. So they have premium content, which is jewels. The jewels you can get through standard play, or you can buy a boatload of them. And I'm going to assume we're not talking about the singer. Correct. Okay. Nice. Did so, live in a car in Alaska? No. Nah, no. Um, so it's, I did a 10 poll. I've been playing it. It's fun. <laughs> The, the chat feature is, is a big hit with the new format. Uh, I, I was just going to ask if it was a Foolish Games, but, you know, that's fine. No, it's, it's a good game. It's got great music. Uh, so, um, other than that, I've been playing a little a lot less deck heroes than normal. Oh, I played Medal of Honor Warfighter. The free Medal of the Honor Warfighter. Oh, Plus yeah. Three game free. How is it? Like a while back. It's horrible. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was so bad. So bad. I can't even, like, it was so choppy. I've been, and I'm going to get hate for this. I'm telling the group now. I've been spoiled by Destiny, and I have, it's so smooth compared. Medal of Honor sucks. It's choppy and blocky, and it's not, it's, I've been spoiled by Destiny. Don't kick me for that. No, I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to kick you for completely other reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, completely valid and serious reasons. Yeah, and it was it was predictable. It's your standard. It's literally you're on rails. You're a camera that has to go into specific areas and has to do certain things. And if you have any cool ideas of, oh, what if I go over here? No. You, you have a set path. You have to go on that set path. Period. So I got like half the trophies just by playing the story. Nice. So, and there's no servers up right now, so I can't get the other half of those trophies. So I'm just done because I can't platinum. So what's the point? Gotcha. Uh, um, see if there's anything else. Uh, grow home a little bit more. That is a great game. Playing that, that one was fun. I've completed the the growing portion, and now I'm on the collecting portion. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that. Lot of that. Get all, get all. You have to get everything. You have to get all the animals and plants into the teleporters. You have to get all the crystals. I have to find all the seeds. So, and anything working else? on that. Um, I think that's it. All right. Well, yeah. let's see. For me, for this week, uh, I have been. What did you do? Nothing. I, really? I, I need that here for a second. Um, huh. We we have been, of course, playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Uh, me Tomo, um, but then something happened. Oh, last... I did that too. I and you won't respond to me. Oh, I've not been in for the last day or so. I'll jump in there. Um, but then this dropped last night, and I thought it might be a good thing to talk about at the top of the show because uh, why wouldn't you want to talk about perhaps one of the most exciting things to me, anyways? <laughs> Uh, and that is, of course, the Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange trailer. 
Uh, oh wait, we can talk about trailers. Uh, just this one, because this is a pretty big deal and it's amazing. And uh, yeah, can we can we talk about that? Yeah, so let's talk about it. Uh, obviously, let's do that. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for playing. <laughs> An American, you know what? This is the one time I think that he could probably get away with altering it to be a British character. I wish that he did because uh, I don't know that. I mean, that's kind of the contradiction about him is he is American. He seems like he should be British, but he's not. I know one of Stephen Strange's like contradiction things. Yeah, but he sounds so weird as an American. He sounds like House. I what? mean, it's like the way they have to fight their accent is the same way. They just go with the gravity deep voice. I, I like the choice of casting the bad guy from uh, uh, Serenity in there. So that's, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. Hey, I, I love when she punches his ass. I didn't love. <laughs> I they completely went for it. Like, I was. Oh, when yeah. they said they were doing a Stephen Strange, when they said they were doing a Doctor Strange movie, <laughs> I was like. All right, and this was like they announced that before they did Guardians, right? Yeah. So well, like we knew. Well, they never they they didn't officially announce it till after Guardians, but yeah, they we kind of like knew this was coming. Yes. And then like so like I saw this and I'm like, man, are they really going to go for it? And like after Guardians, like everything was just out the window because like they could do anything and get print, away with it at this point. Money. Yeah. They went for it here. Like this trailer shot. shows that they just put their everything out there for it. This is just tripping balls in this trailer, and I cannot wait for this. Yes, yeah. Terrell, they did name drop Strange in Winter uh, Soldier. If, if, if anybody else wants to talk about this, a movie yet, call on in, and there we go. All right. So, yeah, um, I, I was very pleased with how it came through, how it was portrayed. I, I'm a little sad that it almost looked like Inception at that one point. Um, Shut up. It doesn't it, matter. There have been a lot of comparisons to that. Um, but beyond that, I was very pleased with just about everything. And that punch, she punched him so hard that, that, that your astral form <laughs> fly out your friggin' body. That's that's perfect. That, that's, that a, was, that's a forceful, hey, everything you know you don't know kind of thing it was perfect <laughs> uh, yes, i just love that trailer i've watched it so many times i've showed it to so many people kate wants and, to know and, kate wants to know is it still not cool to like inception because i love that movie um i, I no, thought I inception, inception was good i liked inception I, I don't know anybody who didn't like inception the riff tracks version of it is better well it, it, except for the people who call it bomb the movie you know, I guess there's there's that group. What do you think wow. opens? What do you think opens Why? her show? Wait, what? Did you never realize that I've used the Inception bomb to oh, yeah, open no. her show? Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. beginning, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But right. he's saying that people have referred to that movie as the bomb movie. Yeah, yeah, but that's stupid. <laughs> um, that is stupid. I've never, I've never, didn't I've never actually that. heard anybody refer to the movie as that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so one of the other things that um, I ended up um, playing last night, a good chunk of, was that uh, I went ahead and logged into, of course, the division with its uh, over invalid parameters. Invalid <laughs> parameters. Huh? <laughs> wow. All right then, that's fantastic. I can fix that. Hey, um, the parameters—they're, I think, invalid. Mm. The internet has spoken. Man. And I love how it has a little uh, 
so, electronic yeah, scanning. Yeah, yes, Yeah. So, uh, uh, John and I logged Enjoying on. this hour and 17 minutes. No, I'm not going to let go for that long. But the point <laughs> is, is uh, last night we started the incursion mission, and uh, it seemed to be going well here at the very top of it. And then what it turns into is that you have 15 waves of no-cover area uh, we made it, I think the longest we made it was to wave seven, I think. Um, and we kind of gave up. It's, it's wow. pretty, it's pretty ridiculously hard. So, uh, it, it's, you know, they made a lot of changes, some good, some bad. Um, the funny part that we were talking about is that we ran the daily missions and there's actually new bugs in the daily missions from the patch update so that's there's like uh re reloadable ammo crates that you can't get ammo out of uh stuff like that so it's it's really pretty bad um and and Turo, you if people uh joining us have questions make sure to uh let us know at, at gamers ledge and we'll answer them live tonight uh if people want to watch they can either go to youtube our youtube page which is youtube.com slash C slash gamers ledge.com all spelled out. Or you can use the link. Uh, you should have a sharing option up here on the left. Uh, I just copied the thing and posted and, uh, it. And I, I posted it to the gamers ledge page on Facebook Perfect. as well. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that's, that's um, where I was at with that. Um, do I like all the changes? Yeah, most of them are fine. Uh, I still think that. Uh, they, there are some. Uh, John still says 4.5, <laughs> so we'll see where it goes from. I don't there. think he'll ever, ever truly give that game love again. Yeah, yeah he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll never truly love again. I agree. Who hurt him so bad that he can't love? Destiny, Destiny. <laughs> oh, and then you know now he's just jilted lover. Uh, I also picked up a little game called Dark Souls 3, which no one on the panel except maybe Gross. Kate uh, appreciates. It's amazing. I very much uh, am enjoying it, and uh, did we talk about this last time? Where I, I got about Dark Souls. Dark Souls. I've never played a Souls game. I've watched people play Souls games, but I still I think you'd people. enjoy it. To be I honest, I tried Bloodborne first, but you know, I yeah, money. Bloodborne's more like uh, what is it? HP Lovecraftian monsters. Well, it, it's interesting. Why. It's inter well, no, this one is very much HP Lovecraftian monsters. Uh, I'm only like um, three I was watching hours? Million Dude stream, and there <laughs> is a monster that's like a spider banshee thing that was like, Jesus. The first boss, which they actually throw at you less than 20 minutes into the game, when you get him to half health, He's already like a big hulking knight, but his upper torso explodes into a bayonetta type mass that's half giant rat, the rest free flowing ooze nightmare. And what's crazy is you can get his tactics pretty easy for the first half of the battle. But because of the size and structure and fluid shape of him, it's super hard to read his movements and figure out what he's going to do next. Um, in, in fact, that's one of the things that's impressed me the most is that 
the AI actually varies things up instead of just doing the same pattern every time. Like a lot of times they'll jump at you. Like that boss in particular, he jumps at me. And then he, once you've trained, he's half transformed into this half giant rat flowing ooze mass. He will swing once, but sometimes he will swing a second time with about a half second in between. And so if you're assuming you can then, oh, he jumped and now he's missed me and I can go in there and poke him. Well, no, he's doing a backswing to take off half your life. So yeah, it's 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 kind of interesting. Um, the game is super creepy because this time there it's are... too. Oh, it's really pretty. Um, it's very breathtaking, actually, a lot of the vistas that are in it. But The Arboreal Valley old gothic castle place is awesome looking. You have corridors that you're going down where they have basically zombies or what they call the undead um, or the hollowed that are actually not paying any attention to you. And so if you don't walk up to them and kill them, then suddenly you have a horde of them attacking you. It's bad news bears. Even if you're pretty strong, a whole horde of them attacking you is not going to go well. So anyways, it's great. I really like it so far. I'm not terribly far into it. it. So like great as in you're stuck in the same spot for three days or great as in it's really pretty. I'll die here a few more days and then admire the beauty and then wish for the best um it's more along the lines of it's great the or what dave said over here because this is no. amazing that's <laughs> no uh it's great the the combat mechanics are a cross between bloodborne and dark souls one so it's like well they use bloodborne's engine so yeah it, i i'm not like i'm thinking roll and it rolls um, I'm thinking block in a block, so it, it's very responsive. I like it a lot. Anyways, uh, I've also been playing Salt and Sanctuary, which is the 2D version of Dark Souls. And last but not least, I've been playing the social game. And uh, we're, we've been posting a lot more to Twitter, Facebook, uh, all the uh, good stuff. Yeah, this is why I got a PS5. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so... Without any further ado, we need to talk. Uh, oh. oh, right, Matt, you didn't oh, do this. Oh, oh, oh. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, Matt's turn. What have you turn. been playing? Um, well, I, I've been playing Tap Titans, although slower. Um, Fallout 4 uh, got a, a bit further in the story, and then a bunch more side missions done. Uh, and the, ooh, excuse me. And the new DLC uh, came out, but I haven't had a chance to actually try anything out from it yet. But Apparently there are people who are building all kinds of crazy stuff for the uh, with the fighting arenas, so that'll be interesting to dive into at some point. Um, and then I tried to play most of the uh, Plus games this month, so uh, so far I've gotten through Shuchimi, which is really weird. Um, Zombie, which is, it's okay. And then uh, Savage Moon, which, uh, as I recall from playing the demo the first time, is pretty brutal. I lost the demo mission. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, the, uh, the the pain in the butt was, though, when you go to it to download it for the plus, since I had already downloaded the demo before, it only downloads the unlock key. So I had to go through my entire download history list and look for the demo to download, which was a royal pain in the butt because that Dem that list is 
not in any sort of order whatsoever. And it's just painful. Um, on the PlayStation three. So, um, <clears throat> Shuchimi is, is just, did any of you guys try that download it, try it? It is, um, it is actually the Vita game, one of the Vita games, but it is playable on the PS4. Um, isn't that a song by, um, pink, um, what did it's like Chichimi? You won't oh, that, believe yeah, that's, me. Yeah, that, that's uh, Yoshimi versus the pink robots or something like that. That's yeah. the flaming oh, lips. Oh, flaming lips. Flaming lips. Yeah. I saw them live. There's one of my favorite live bands ever. Wow. <laughs> that's a rock band. You brought up. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Rock band three, I think. Um, yeah. But the, uh, it's, it's, you play a goldfish with a gun and you play each level is like, eight seconds long and you have to every at the end of every one you have to pick a power up but it doesn't really tell you what the power ups do so you gotta kind of start trying to remember so, but there's like 50 of them so this is a game that dave would actually play yeah it only takes eight seconds for eight seconds level, for level so. yeah so i don't know what he's going on uh, over there yeah oh, God. pond james pond okay whatever he's making funny um, puns but yeah, some of the some of the power ups you pick up are to your benefit. Some of them are not. Um, and then there's a boss every five. And if you don't beat the boss on the fi first round, you go around through the five levels again, and then fight the boss again with its previous health bar. So it's weird, um, but, but it's hard. It's actually really hard, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, but then uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Okay. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Everything. Wait, it already said. came out. I didn't know it came out. Yeah, it came out yesterday. Yeah, right here. Like, right there. Oh. Ago, I saw the trailer for the movie. Yeah. James Pond and James Pond 2. He's trying to link to show us that he's talking about a real oh. game. But Sega I, Genesis. Should I, just, should I just leave so he can talk instead of spamming? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll throw it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Is it a real game? Apparently. I, I believe he just made that Wikipedia entry right now. <laughs> I did. It's a real game. James Pond. It was awesome. It was on the Genesis, I, James wait, Bond. Wait, so are you also saying that Gex the Gecko was awesome? No, Gex the Gecko, not awesome. James Pond was awesome, though. All right. There's a difference. I can go now. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. let, let's talk Gex about the two, only two news items that I want to talk about. Two okay. news items. The first one. first one. Oculus Rift. Few problems this week for oh, the no. Facebook acquired group. Uh, all of their first round pre order people got emails saying, Hey, by the way, all those Oculus Rifts that you're supposed to get this month, look for an update in June or August. For when they're gonna, for get, their when they're gonna get their Oculus Rifts. Uh, apparently there was some kind of component shortage, and instead of telling everybody in advance they did their press releases and delivered like what they had, which was not many. And then everybody else is stuck in the lurch now for the next three to four months. Um, so. Although the vibes had shipping problems too, although not to this magnitude. At yeah. Least actually not but... shipping problems, just billing problems there. They yeah. Canceled some uh, pre-orders, but that's apparently far less than what uh, we've been doing there. Uh, I did actually reach out to uh, uh, HTC, and we are on the waiting list for a Vive. So we'll see if we get one in 
for the office. Um, then the other piece of news, which is not news, it is a rumor, but I would like us to discuss it, is that there are FCC filings that were uncovered yesterday that shows hardware that Microsoft has got a patent on and are filing papers for that might be for a new Xbox. Bah, what? And considering Xbox they've been no, no, X, no, Xbox be, One Two because because uh, head of Xbox came out this last week and walked that back and said no, we're only going to provide significant upgrades, experience like a brand new one, like an Xbox Two. So suddenly everyone is like, holy crap! What if they announce an Xbox Two now? That would seem kind of. Why would why would he do that? Well, like that that doesn't make any sense. Uh, if the That's, Xbox One uh, is not where they want it to be, and they want to attempt to emulate a cellular model of some kind in terms of providing updates to their hardware rather than letting it ride out for seven years, because it's been it's two. Even, it's been it's two. Only been, yeah, it's only been two. It's only been a little over two. That's weird. We're not supposed to shorten the time of consoles in between consoles. We're supposed to, you know, but that's what they want. Them. That's what they want to do because that, to them, makes more money, and that really doesn't make more money. No, it doesn't make more money. That's more production. That's more paying the people to come up with ideas to come but up they, how they it's supposed it to look. And that's the thing that's like all messed up and confusing about the whole thing. They think it makes more money, and they want to do that because they think that, like, you know. That people are all on board with that, but they're really not. They're they're thinking like Nintendo with the money, like Sony. It's doesn't. Why would they? What? Why would what? they do that? What? what Nintendo. Did you just they, say? They, wait, Nintendo has all this money, right? Yes. They don't care if any consoles. Sony doesn't. They have money, but they keep Sony, getting hurt Sony on there. does not have money. Sony. That's what I'm saying. Is like they're spending it, or they're trying to spend it, like. They don't like Sony. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, can somebody translate Turo tonight for me? Because I don't understand. <laughs> you know something I'm really uh, not sure, but I'm also extremely drunk. Ah, uh, yeah. No, well, I, we already, we already I'm extremely that. sober, and I still can't understand. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not sure what so, he's going for there. All right, Microsoft, how are they doing on money right now? Microsoft they're says they're fine. They're yeah, fine. Microsoft Nintendo is really, really good. Right. Okay. Sony, right? Right. Sure. So Xbox, trying to make an Xbox 2. They have this idea, like they have the money, like Nintendo, to try to make a console, another one. Hey, yeah, just, just push it out. That's fine. But it's going to put them in the position really, really fast where Sony is with no money if they do this. No. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they try to make so, console so after is, console this is when the, they don't have the money for it? So this is the thing you've got to keep in mind about Microsoft. The Xbox division is only one, I don't want to say small, but it is not a major vertical for their company. Mm -hmm. If you go back and you look at the Xbox development history, yeah. the entire yeah, Xbox, Xbox One... Was, and then Xbox 360. Was in and the then red. Xbox One. Right. The entire Xbox One was in the red. 
So their whole division was in the red until they reached the end yeah, of the life bad. cycle, launched the Xbox 360, and then they actually started to become profitable. So, All right, quick, okay, question on the PS3. Uh, it didn't do very well in money, but overall in its lifetime, because they didn't have the money to try to make a PS4 sooner, they had to do what what they had, right? Not quite. The they they planned out, out a 10-year life cycle for the PS3 when they launched it. They Their price point was all wrong, and so they didn't sell nearly as many as they should. And because mm-hmm. it was so hard to program for, people weren't porting things as quickly or as well. The, the cell processor. Right. And so yeah. then eventually... I just saw somebody behind Toro. Yeah, that's my roommate. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we'll get that. <laughs> it's a go. <laughs> Oh. I, I'm, I'm I didn't let know. somebody else weigh on because Dave's killing me over here. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, basically, you know, they they realized that they were too anti-developer friendly. They made great strides to make it easier to develop for. They started working with developers to actually subsidize them to bring their stuff over to the platform, and that started their rise. So by the time the end of the the life cycle was done, they actually had sold more than the 360 by end of life cycle. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't until the very, very yeah. end. Uh, P- so, PS3 finished really strongly, but had a real drought at the beginning. So yes. That's so. what I'm saying. What if this is just Xbox One's drought and they're pushing too fast, too forward to even see if well, it could ex- I, I, exceed I in was, its longer lifetime? I was looking at an article here and it really only seems to address... What is it, the well, the Wi-Fi? first thing is, is it, it addresses... The only thing it really seems to address that's different, excuse my, my repeating myself, I always wanted to make sure, was the, was the Wi-Fi chip. Which was completely incompatible with the current technology, from what I was reading. Early. Yeah, that that's the thing. But I mean, you know, is it is it a slim, right? I mean, is it is it effectively the same thing? Just got some different hardware inside. A slim this early, only two years. Well, and and see, that's <clears throat> that's originally what I was thinking. But then when um, Phil Spencer came out this week and walked <laughs> back that whole upgradable path. Things saying no, no, we don't yeah. want people to have to open their Xboxes. We don't want to do that. It's going to be a major upgrade if we're going to up release new hardware. That that to me says, well, yeah. What what do you think, Kate? Well, I'm going to say something completely different. Uh, Xbox is known for like the 360 had it, and the Xbox One is starting to show that it has it too. That they max out their console at launch as terms of power and it's starting to show the xbox is starting to show that it was maxed out day one whereas like you said the ps3 took a long time to get you know going but it lasted whereas the 360 towards the end of its life was you know using a walker and living in a nursing home (laughs) (laughs) or everyone had one that was pretty much it that's where i got all my friends right Everyone did have one, but towards the end, when you could tell that games were suffering in cross-plat because mm-hmm. they had to be de-developed for the Xbox 360 compared to what the PS3 could do. And the same thing is starting to happen with the Xbox One and the PS4 because they maxed out the development power at launch. Hmm. 
So now they're going back and saying, now we're going to make a super awesome one to try to keep going. Maybe. Because Dark Souls 3, like, this is not long into the Xbox's lifespan. And Dark Souls 3 runs like complete ass on that system compared to, like, the PS4 and especially compared to the PC. I wouldn't know. I don't like to hit my wiener in a door. I'm fairly convinced that uh, it isn't so much a necessity play for them as it is a we need to figure out a new business model to recoup more money faster and we're going to adopt the commodity market cellular phone uh, model to try and push that into happening and I actually think that Sony if they do this uh, PlayStation you know, 4.5 it's actually a really bad move for them I agree because uh, because you're you're segmenting your market and you're basically telling the the early adopters, hey, time to buy something new. And uh, by the way, thanks for your your patronage and give us more money. And for the people who jump on now, I, I just wonder if they're going to pe- repeat something else and have a four point seven five at some point. So we'll see. And Dave says he. Yeah. T- he totes grease. Apparently, whiskey turns Dave into a seventeen-year-old girl. We've known that for a long time. Yeah, that's not new. Turo bats his Turo bats his eyes, and he gets a PS4. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a ton of reader mail questions that came in this week. So this is going to be around uh, Robin. Um, you know, if you if you want to answer, then say something in the chat, and, and Dave has time to answer. He let us know already. Uh, so I in no particular order, he has two more than two thousand pounds of answers. Got it? Yes, tons, not metric tons, but tons of answers. Uh, friend, friend of the show, Drogadan wrote in and said, "Hey, I have a friend who wants to buy." her son a PlayStation 4 but she is pretty strict about uh, what he can and cannot play looking for non-violent games but with the understanding that that's not really necessarily possible hmm. as long as the motivation for violence is good <laughs> and the Wii U Basically, we kind of summed it up as Ratchet and Clank violence. The motivation there is good. They're good guys. They're heroes. But the um, destruction, even. But yeah, but it's, and... you know, it's 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 all for the good of the. Well, the galaxy, well, so so right? let let's let's do this. So so before we jump into a bunch of answers, I know Dave's chomping the bit. We'll get him on in a minute. Kate, what would you recommend, if anything, for? I'll I call them innocent. Sex and violence. All so. right then. I'm the wrong person to ask. All right, that that makes it easy. We'll we'll keep throwing that. Uh, Turo. Uh, everyone's saying Ratchet and Clank and Day of the Tentacle and whatnot, but we're really missing the true game of the PS4 for kids, and that is Peggle Two. Peggle. I mean, come on. He's no, got kidding. a point there. <laughs> I mean, it is a, it is a puzzle game or ish, and they're, they're going to have a blast. It's not violent, and it's not. Uh, it, there's not a lot of things happening to 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 give it to give the kids stimuli where something could be bad. 
I mean, it has colors and da 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 and rainbows and colors. I mean, that's not that's awesome. Kate took <sighs> uh, took one of my answers, which was Little Big Planet three. That's oh. uh, that's that's an easy no brainer. My um, original answer was Buy Wii U, but no one heard it, so I just <laughs> left it alone. I wouldn't buy a Wii U. Uh, no, we're talking about the kid that doesn't want violent. No, I'm just saying wait, wait on the NX at this point. But yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. that's, that's yeah. exactly yeah. Um, I, I would also say oh, I'm trying to remember my answers. I'm curse Facebook. Um, <laughs> Our first Facebook paste, post that got eaten. Yeah, I've never seen that happen before ever. Facebook demons. And, and you know the the funny part is I actually sent them the screenshots. Here's the desktop version with none of the notifications. Here's the mobile version that shows me all the notifications of people responding, but just says content not found. So frustrating, Facebook alliteration. Wow. Um, yeah, I would say Ratchet and Clank, um, Day of the Ten. Took my answer. Um, Took both my answers. Why am I here? <laughs> For entertainment. Uncharted. No, no, not uncharted. He's a mass murderer. If you're looking for a, a multiplayer shooter, I'm thinking Battlefront. I was thinking Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Yes. Yep. Well, yes, the Lego games are how, great. How violent does she not want to too violent? Well, basically, it, it really came down to what's the motivation of the violence. You know, it, like, you know, like someone could say that Ratchet and Clank is incredibly violent if you look at what's going on there. But it's, it's explosions. It's cutesy and it's for heroic reasons. Prototype would be an example of a game that's would be <laughs> not the proper motivation for <laughs> also a bad game. But yeah. you know, Kate, yeah. Kate's a Mortal Kombat X isn't violent at all. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, you're yeah. fighting for good. You're trying to win. Let the realm beat another so, realm, or I mean, other. Or, <laughs> okay, um, I understand. If it, Division, you're, you're killing terrorists. Story-driven shooter. If the kid's looking for a shooter, I was I was kind of looking for you guys' input on this, but I was thinking Killzone. Isn't that bad? Killzone is not bad because you're Despite not. its name, you're not you're not killing humans. That is a, a a correct assumption. But it's still violent. Wow, we're justifying the the reasoning of violent. Here. I would also wow, wow. I would also go because it's free. I would go um uh, DC uh DC Universe Online. DC Online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that should be a good fit. Um, um, my, my kids, uh, well, one of them, um, my daughter who's 12, so, uh, thought knack. Yeah. Um, depending on what you want to invest, any of the, any of the, uh, toys to life games, yep. especially the, uh, Lego dimensions or the, uh, they're a star Infinity. Wars fan, the Disney infinity 3.0 with the star Wars figures. That is an investment, though. I mean, that that is a lot of extra investment to get the characters you want and stuff. So I actually had to pick one or the other. I actually skipped the, um, and I loved the uh, the last uh, the Marvel run of the um, Infinity, Infinity, and I had to skip that completely on the third round because I went all in on the Lego Dimensions. There's just so much good stuff with that one that I could not. I couldn't pass it up, so I like I had to go all in on that, and it literally was just like taking everything away from the other one and just going all in on the one. Uh, so that's the first question down. Second question from Kay Stamper: If you could have one dream game based on a movie, what movie would it be, and what developer would you like to make it? 
I would love the raid game by Platinum Games. So we'll go through this and then we'll cycle everybody else in so everybody has a chance to answer this. Um, let's start with you, Matt. Um, the last Starfighter developer. I don't know. I, I probably the only one I could think of right now would be uh, Project Aces at at Namco Bandai is the only developer I could think of. Mm. Um, I mean, if they could get some of the old LucasArts <laughs> teams together or something like, or the old Cygnosis teams together, you know, that would be oh, a, wow a too. But um, yeah, that, that's, that's a, you know, that was a game. That was a movie about a game about a spaceship started out. So it's kind of funny that there never really was a, a, a video game presence much for that. So, so I, I'll, do, I'll do one. The, oh, can you ask the question again before? I, yeah, if you could have one dream game based on a movie, what movie would it be and what developer would you like to make it? One dream game. Yeah, based on a movie. What in the world? I would choose The Princess Bride by Bethesda. <laughs> wow. Is, was Is one of your instead of for when you <laughs> face off with Sicilians? That's awesome. Your fusro dies as you win. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my sweet Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I I actually have this as an answer for a game that I've been holding in my back pocket for twenty years now, and I will not ever say it on the show. <laughs> That's my real answer for this, but but yeah, my second one would be Princess Bride as an RPG. Can I can I answer next because I have to yes. pee really quick. Yes. Uh, Fifth Element by Exomniac. Gosh darn it! You took my yes. movie, but wrong wrong company for me. Wait, wrong company. It's either I was going back and forth between them or Naughty Dog. Would they? But you know something? I think Insomniac would be the no, ones that would it. bring the fun to it. it and make it a stylized version of the game. Would they? And I think they would really capture the fun of the whole universe. Would they subcontract harmonics to do the um, the opera part? I'd be <laughs> fine with that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Okay. Rhythm game, it... game in the middle. <laughs> All uh, the buttons for that high note. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, I got right it. Back. All right, I got All it. Right. All right, Tara. I want Dave. No, Dave. I wanted him to hear my answer. Uh, that's all right. Go ahead. He was gonna love it. Um, the the Evil Dead trilogy and show pseudo fifty one or pseudo fifty one or grasshopper, whichever you'd like to call them. Wow, you you have way more faith in pseudo fifty one for anything than I do. I just just like how different they are, and I think having them work on a movie like that, yes. Hmm. No, not a movie. Not a movie. No, oh, y'all, I see what you're saying. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, because I played the Evil Dead games on the Xbox, and and my brother loved them, but they weren't what I wanted. And I played the Evil Dead game on the PS One, and that was fun. Uh, if you really like the movies, if you played it and didn't know what you were doing, it was the most boring thing in the world, apparently. But I had the, a blast playing it. So if you got someone as exciting and crazy as that company making that movie, following Ash Campbell Ash everywhere, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. So, Kate, how about you? What uh, what one would you like as your dream movie to game conversion? Can I say a company that technically doesn't exist anymore? Absolutely. There's no rules on this. Uh, a Hellraiser game from Konami when Silent Hill 2 was in its prime. Nice. 
Nice. Uh, that would be awesome. And Matt, you gave yours, right? Yep. Uh, Nick, are you here? I don't see Nick. Okay. So, six people. He should be here. Yep. There yep. he is. So then call in and we can get your answer for this one and move on. All right. There we go. So Nick, if you were going to have uh, one dream game based on a movie, what movie would it be and what developer would you like to make it? Based on the movie is what's holding me back right now. Um, based on the movie. I don't want to take too long on this. I want to say like... Um, oh, do another... What is it? Do something based on um, like the Avengers. But what was that X-Men game that you got to play as each character and you went in groups to level up. Um, Oh man. It's not legends. It was the, the trio no. of games before it. Um, yeah. Ultimate. No. Ult- there was ultimate Marvel universe. No. Next men one that was like that. Yeah. There were three X-Men games. I know exactly which ones you're talking about and I can't remember the name of it. It's not legends, but it was the one they were before it. I'll, yeah, you got to choose all the different X-Men, yeah. and then you could choose which X-Men you wanted to be, and then you'd go through dungeons, you'd kill enemies, you'd... Not Marvel Puzzle, puzzle Quest. Yeah, no. It, not, it, it was no. it was basically a dungeon crawler with yeah. X-Men skin with their X-Men powers. It was actually yeah. not bad. Like, um, the one that was three-quarter, like, Diablo-ish? Yes, yes you okay. got it. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I can't... I can't remember the name of the... the, the series and i can't look it up either sadly so uh, so it's yeah but that i think they should they should take that and expand it to the avengers to just the entire unit that entire universe and see what happens and the, the people who made that the um x-men game take that with avengers i'm pretty this sure case, captain america i'm pretty sure that captain company is no longer in existence i'm pretty sure uh, but yes awesome uh, case or no, not case never. Uh, twenty-two link twenty-two, longtime writer into the show asks, "What games from the Xbox 360 should be a transferable game in your opinion?" In other words, if you owned it on the 360, you own it on the Xbox One. All of them. I Left 4 Dead 2. Um, Kate, if it's if I swap through. My answer is all of them. All right. Well, there <laughs> Let me let me let Turo articulate the same thing. Probably. Hold on. <laughs> oh, there we go. So yes. Um, I haven't played a whole lot of Xbox games, Xbox 360 games. So I'm gonna have to go with the only one I really liked, Left 4 Left 4 Dead 2. All right, yeah, that's uh, that's a very interesting one. Yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the best ones um, out of the 360 lot. Tara, what about you? Which ones do you think should be transferable, in your opinion? Maybe. Okay, there, there we go. go. Um, I I really had fun with the Death Spank series, Death Spank One, Two, and uh, I forget what the third one's called. They had to change their name because they changed like developers or publishers. Uh, but Death Bank was really fun, and I'm still waiting for that to 
carry over. As soon as I see it, I'm like, click, because all the ones that I that I did want carried over. Um, Portal, bam, and all the Gears of War games, bam. I mean, that was really neat. But oh, and Alan Wake got carried over. So like all these games, I'm just like, oh, well, never mind. I wanted that one. Nope, nope, I wanted that one. Uh, and then did Dead Space get carried over yet? I don't think so. Not that I've seen. Okay. So Dead Space and Death Bank. Death Spank. Wow. Uh, the next question comes from Rich Peterson in a horrible amount of self-propaganda. In answer to a topic for the 200th episode question and answer session, what's the deal with Freak Show? Uh, the answer is that Freak Show is a Madison, uh, Wisconsin local celebrity who's in the fourth area there that actually hosts a late night uh, horror TV show on one of the local stations. He's actually a pretty cool, cool guy, so I didn't mind plugging him, even though he asked the question about himself. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, that's the deal with Freak Show. Um, Ultimate Alliance. Sorry. Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance. Alliance. Yes. Thank you. I was like, I it's, not, over here. it's not Ultimate X-Men. I'm like, it's it's not Ultimate X-Men. Yeah, Ultimate Alliance. No. I, I, I went to my game collection. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I still have it. And it started as Marvel Alliance. And then it was Marvel mm -hmm. Alliance 2, and then Ultimate Alliance was the and last. Then, and then the Gold Edition. That's the right. one I have. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, Yandir Explode asks, who is hyped for this game? And this game is going in right here. <laughs> I, I'm waiting to, for us to get the ad before the, the YouTube thing. Shows up, but um, that's not so far. It's already it's Atlas, so that's already a win. That's already yes. Yeah, who's hyped for basically Cowboy Bebop, the RPG? Yeah, you already you already won me over with that. Uh, if you're not familiar with this, this is of course the Creepy Mask Persona Five that looks like you're all completely not heroic in any way shape or form but thieves of some kind maybe we're stealing from the bad guys not sure but uh yeah hey, Turo Matt you guys stoked for this already yeah oh yeah the, the this I'm always hyped for persona games and then I never play them so oh so yes I mean the I I've got a backlog of them to play but I mean they they do great work with them, so I don't have it. Persona for the win. I still have gold edition to go through, but What? Wait, you have played I, it, right? I have played. I have not finished. Okay. Well I've even finished gold, so come on man, you're behind the such I am behind. Game. Such a good game. I know, and this is if this is even a third of that game, it's gonna be epic. Yeah. Uh so three the the gold edition is what got me into Persona. And now I'm I'm not deep in it, but I am heavily rooted in it, and I I love the whole the art style, the the characters, the the combat's cool, the the avatar esque creatures you get to sign. It's just all sweet. Uh, a lot so, of people, yes. a lot of people not familiar. Troy Baker, Troy Baker. is the uh, the voice the voice of uh, Genji. So, nice in Persona Four Golden. So yeah, very excited for Persona. Um, I cannot wait for it to pop in to our lives. But 
I do have to say I am a little concerned because we have not heard anything from that. And it's supposed to be launching here fairly shortly, if I remember right. Um, so maybe not this year. No. I don't have I don't have wallet space. Not this year. Yeah, I don't have actually supposed to. I want to say, if I remember right, the original date was end of May, somewhere in that range. I could be wrong. Maybe it was maybe it was a little later in the year. But I for some reason May is what's sticking in my head at the moment. But yeah, uh, is it, it is. Uh, it's supposed to be a international release, or yeah, yeah. Um, I believe they said they're launching same day internationally. So, uh, next question comes from current release date is sometime in 2016. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, let's, let's get Turo back on here for a second because he will want input on this. And I know Dave and, uh, I don't know if Kate might want to, but as soon as Turo comes back. We can ask the next question after this one, but I can answer this next one. What part of uh, Idle Sense asks, what part of Dark Souls 3 are you at? Uh, I am currently just past the first boss. Um, well, I take that back. I've helped somebody beat the first boss and died at the same time, so I didn't get credit for it, which sucks. Um, so I'm basically to the first boss uh, in my game, which the first... Not the first boss, because you get two within the first 20 minutes. The first actual boss that you have to traverse somewhere to get to. So I'd say I'm about an hour into the game. I mean an hour of exploration into the game. Probably about three hours total. I'm playing Demon Souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about, I'm about five games behind. Yeah. No big deal. No, that's all right. It's a good game. Um... 22 link 22 wrote in with a second question what do you expect of pokemon sun and moon <gasps> new batch new megas new megas new megas new opportunities for turo to collect them all by training for them i want i want another uh, and i want turo to do that i want him to moan and groan and actually catch them all I did and catch them all. I just couldn't you catch the I'm event Pokemon. Okay. I, I, trading's fine. I understand you have to. I'm going to mm. trade with you with Sun and Moon, okay? Breathe. Well, Breathe. now that the event Pokemons are coming out right now, like, you're I'm like, just giving away. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm, I'm actually giving them away to the Wonder Trade. I'm like, you know what? Here you go, Mew. Have, make some kid super happy because now this one actually has my name on it. I, I don't you know? get it. I don't get where they're giving out these Pokemon right now. Yeah, they're event oh, Pokemon. That's the only way to catch them is to get them at events. Yeah, I, I get it, but what's the point? You're not playing Pokemon professionally. None of you are that no. I know of. So no. is it just a, a, a prestige status thing or a, a, what? a man uh, genome did, thing? Why Why do you, you have miss, to... Did you miss the gotta catch them all? Yeah, part? yeah, yeah. And, and oh, I'm the one that... Oh, no. I, I, I am the one that advocates that games like these, uh, you know, tap into the hunter-gatherer genome that are in many people. That's why you've got to do it. But I'm asking personally... For each of you, why? What's what's the motivation? You realize what I'm doing on the list, right? <laughs> yes, get I know. everything. I am a completist. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, I, it's, it's cool. It's also nice because they're so diverse. You have such, you have possibilities to make any team you want. Mm-hmm. And then you have the ability to create eggs, change. which has unique attacks. and Yeah, change that team. And with yeah. enough time and effort, you can get this team and have the exact same team, but with different natures, different moves, and have them treat each other completely different. Either be yeah. support or attacking or defense or... Sweepers it's just, or... It's ridiculous it's how in-depth this game has gone from 1990... What is it? 98 where yeah. 151 was that's all you needed and you could catch all 150 but that mew you had to get it at special events and whatnot <laughs> but being able to you know change the four moves at the beginning was okay cool awesome we'll have this four moves and this four moves my blastoise is different from your blastoise to what we're at now with natures and so how different. oh gosh so different and that's the thing is you can you can collect all seven hundred and something whatever, whatever there is possibly now nine hundred. I'm hoping. Oh, so. I want more. I want more. Yeah, I, I would like a. I would like a hundred more. A hundred more. Bring it to where. You know what? You're gonna ask for nine hundred, and they're gonna be like, "Guess what? One thousand. What? No, one thousand and one. Ah. Oh, make it even. <laughs> So it's not hard to remember anymore. No, no. Um, it's it's the collection isn't just to collect. I mean, for me, it is because that's what I do. I have I, tons of just the crap Pokemon, so you can trade them away to get the real stuff. But the Zubats and the Bidoofs. But I collect, I collect <laughs> them, and I love collecting the legendaries. I love when they aren't mysteries. Like what was it? Diamond? No, not Diamond and Pearl. What was after Diamond and Pearl? After Diamond and Pearl, is he Sapphire? Would be Diamond, Pearl, Black and White, Black and White too. Black and White. They had how many legendaries were in that game? That oh, it was stupid. I loved it. I loved it. It's like, oh, look at this huge world you've just been traversing for eight badges and in the Elite Four, and oh, look at all this stuff. And then That's you how- do it, and you complete it. And it's like, yeah, now there's like 20 legendaries for you to find. Have fun. And it just left you. I'm like, that's how Alpha and uh, Omega yeah. was. It was just like, after you beat it all, it's like, guess what? You can go back in time and space to the older games, I know, uh, through uh, Hoopa's wormholes to catch the other legendaries that you couldn't have before because this is a different universe. Oh my gosh. Not all I, of that them. Was, not all of them. No, 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 no. Oh. Just the legendaries throughout the games in game. Yeah. So and you can like, only get, like, some of them, and you can only get, like, I think... At a like certain only... time, or but a certain day of the week. So They should they should merge. I, I think they should go back to the gold golden the original Golden Sapphires concept of these worlds oh, are yeah. all connected, so why don't you traverse them? And I don't care if it's, like... Oh, when I it went from collect- Johto to Johto and Kanto when you moved over, and I was like, yes. oh my gosh, that oh my mind- gosh, I- but all of a sudden, it's like, oh, cool, I beat the Elite Four in gold. And then they're like, yeah, your world but is... Remember that gold. bridge? Yeah, remember that bridge over there? Yeah, That's Kanto. Go and to by Kanto. The way, you know, second game <laughs> built into this first game. My, my little brain at that time just exploded. Just so, like, and then when you had a fight. So for those that are joining us right now, uh, we're doing a live Q&A session. We're currently uh, talking about a couple Pokemon questions. But yeah. uh, if you have a question, type it into the uh, chat and we'll answer it. Or you can tweet at us at Gamers Ledge, and we will answer your gaming-related question. 
Um, does Dave, do you want to join in on any of this uh, Pokemon discussion? Matt, did you have anything to contribute before I? What if Sun and Moon not, connected not them all? Really. I mean, uh, my Mitchell is excited for it because he is the, the Pokemon catcher, but he's way more interested in Fire Emblem now than he is in Pokemon. So, um, yeah, yeah Pokemon. You, you, you got to move over. It, it, you, you'll get burnt out sometimes. <laughs> Because <laughs> now they're just you guys talk, so <laughs> oh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Well, let's bring in Dave and get the casual Pokemon's perspective then. But yes, we. Yeah. Oh no, Nick. Uh, well, actually, I, I want I want Dave in for the next question that we're about to answer. Oh, okay. Anyways, um, yeah, the, the Pokemon thing. I'm, I'm I have to say I'm a casual player about that. Like I'll play a bunch of hours of it and I'll put a lot of time into it. But like, really, I'm just catching stuff in game and raising a main game and like doing that stuff. So I'm not like going completely insane about it. I mean, I'll trade amongst myself because like, if I get both versions of the game, I have two DSs where I'll be able to, to trade back and forth. So I have been known to do that in the past. Um, but overall, I just kind of like build my own stuff in the game. I'm not going like you know trading all over the world and cheating like Tora does. Oh, get out of here. Yeah. I only do it for the events. Mm -hmm. do, you guys, do you guys have new new DSs? Because I'm assuming this will be a new DS required game. I don't have a new really DS, actually. Not. This is the first Nintendo Portable I haven't actually owned right away. It's actually That's really nice. Fun. I've got one. It's really I nice. I understand it's really nice, and I'd probably like it. But the thing is, like, there wasn't anything crazy that I needed to have with it. Fire Emblem, um, Bravely Default... Fire Emblem yeah. plays on the old DS. Yeah, that is, new DSs that is true. Here, so. Actually, I don't have the new new DS. I have the XL. Without yeah, that's the, without the NFC. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, I wanted you in on this one because, mm -hmm. uh, like Matt and I, you are a little farther along in years than say yeah. Nick or Kate. Where's my walker? Um, Gabriella wrote in and said, as an older gamer, it seems like developers today are missing the point. They seem to think that nostalgia is the point of gaming. What is wrong with developers? Sequels. Ideas. Hmm. As Innovation as... and... Oh. I don't know, because there's, there's, a, there's a whole portion of nostalgia that is a part of gaming. And it's a good thing. Like, for instance, on the Ratchet and Clank game, they're remaking the, re they're revisiting the original. Um, but it's not exactly a remake of it. They're doing like a whole twist on it because that's a company that knows what they're doing. So, if a company really knows what they're doing and really care about the product and they're doing like a full reboot, but they're adding more to it and doing different things and like kind of like breathing new life into it, that's a great thing. Like when you're taking something old and you're giving it a new coat of paint that makes it look great on the new systems and everything, like that's a wonderful thing. So there's nothing wrong with that. However, I kind of agree that developers these days are kind of focusing on kind of the wrong things. Like a lot of them are just kind of like they're taking stuff, but they're just focusing on like multiplayer and all that kind of stuff. Like there's still a place for people who just want single player great games good experiences and they haven't been like doing it yet so like i'm curious as to like if that's gonna just go away 
I'm a little bit worried about that myself, to be honest. Turo, you were you were saying? I uh, well, uh, now uh, that it's getting riskier and riskier, uh, riskier for original ideas or innovation or somebody to come up with this idea and say, hey, it's going to work. People are going to buy this game. It's going to be amazing. And then it doesn't make a lot of money, even though it is a good game. I remember when Beyond Good and Evil came out. That was a great game. It didn't make a lot of money within the first month that it came out. It, they dropped the price to 20 bucks. Yeah, I remember that. And it that was game. a phenomenal game. And I, I saw that trend. I, I'm going to say around the GameCube PS2 trend where people were coming out with these great ideas and great games and stories, but it wasn't being advertised. And they were being punished for having these great games because it wasn't selling very well. So they were saying, oh, well, if these brand new ideas aren't making uh, great games, hey, they just redid or re uh, uh, went back to this original story that's already been done. We just better graphics or you know an add-on. And this is making tons of money, even though we're just selling the same game with a prettier face. And uh, it, it's it's hard to get a new IP out there and and get a grasp on uh, on an audience and then have that push forward. Like uh, easy example is uh, Gears of War. I remember when Cliffy B was saying, "Let's put a chainsaw at the end of a gun," and everybody was saying, "No, don't do it. That's the stupidest idea in the world. That's the stupidest idea. That'll never work. That'll never work." And he's like, "I'm gonna do it anyway." He went and against everybody. And that's one of the way, one things that we remember about that game at the at the for the first game was that there was a freaking chainsaw at the end of a gun and it was like ah, you know that was awesome and it was risky and it worked because he just went and just did it anyway even though they were telling him not to and it's just scary because those ideas that make great games if it doesn't make money it's a bad game so we have to go back and just do the things that we already like doing and it's sad. <laughs> Matt, now I'm were, sad. I'm gonna go find more beer. Matt, you were about to say. Well, I I kind of interpreted the the question differently. Um, I what I heard in the question was, why are we getting all these games that look like they came out on Nintendo or Super Nintendo era devices? That, that's what I heard. Now, I don't know that that's actually what the individual is going for, but that, that's the kind of what I interpreted they're seeing to be. So, you know, why are we getting all these games that are in the style of a uh, uh, Nintendo or a Super Nintendo? The Dragon Fantasy games that I enjoy. Uh, you know, even something like the, uh, oh, what was that? 2D space shooter, one that just Galaxy that, that we had just on plus, you know, why are we getting stuff like that? Why aren't we getting uh, more, I don't know, Demon Souls? I don't know, something along those lines. And I guess, I don't know, I, I'm looking at the game space and I am seeing such ridiculously large diversity. I mean, there's everything from you know, bejeweled clones to republishing of old games to in games inspired by old games that are in the style of an old game, new games. You know, there are the few edgy games that are pushing the boundary out there. They're not as many. And I think that kind of goes to Turo's point where it's a business, right? And it's really hard to get a game company to buy into a risky idea, something that's not proven when you can make money hats and make money off of hats. Um, so I, I guess I'm not entirely sure. 
I don't really feel like there is this huge nostalgia. Yeah, there is a nostalgia thing, but that's because the people making games now are the ones who started when gaming really started coming into its own, right? So they're remembering their childhood and they're trying to recapture that in in a game format. And especially for indie developers, it's a lot easier to build something that looks more like a, a high-res uh, high Super Nintendo game or, or early Genesis game or something than it is to build a fully realized three-dimensional world. I mean, we have to remember, like, uh, No Man's Sky is an anomaly. I mean, for a, for an independent developer, a small developer, to, to build something on that scale is is a true anomaly, uh, and hopefully it works. And then there is an original idea. It's not completely original, but it's a nice twist on an idea. So I don't know that it's a bad thing because it has given us such this wide range, you know. And I've kind of mellowed in my old age. I've I, you know the, the the it's okay for all kinds of different games and for people to like whatever they like and. If all you play is Bejeweled, yeah, I, I still, you want to call yourself a gamer, I might take issue with that, but that's me and I'm old and I'm crotchety. So, uh, but the, uh, I so, actually think some weeks of, that's all I play, all right? So you need to yeah, relax. You know, but that's not all you've ever played. No. That, that, that's where I draw the line of difference. Um, so that's me. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... I think, you know, kind of what you said, what Turo said, uh, I think right now the gaming development landscape is at the same time the most interesting it's ever been, but it's also the most crowded it's ever been. If you look at the There's Steam... There's a lot of stuff getting lost. There's yeah. a lot of stuff getting lost. my answer. Well, I'm sorry. You're going to have to think of a new one <laughs> while I continue on my rant here. Uh, so <laughs> basically, if you look at the main page of Steam, the, the, gr the greatest curated games that they've picked out are gone by the end of the day and replaced with 50 new things. And it's a case where now developers are having a harder and harder time standing out. And since the middle has fallen out of the games industry and we have indie, which isn't even really a, a correct term anymore when you think yeah. about it, and triple A. Small development Right, options. small development options and triple A multi-million dollar development options. And there's not really an in-between. Um, I, I think that's actually only exacerbated the problem further uh, to where people are reflecting on, well, what's sold historically from a business perspective? Let's go see if we can revisit that. Final Fantasy VII Remake is the perfect example of this, uh, which I really was convinced that Square just didn't want to make money anymore. And were, was ignoring everyone who's been asking for the last 10 years for them to remake it. But now it seems like they're actually listening. Oh, look, we can actually harness this nostalgia. And they're going to try and squeak $180 out of us or more for what was once a $65 game. Um, well, that that's... I don't want to disrupt your rant, but it does sound like they're actually going... Crisis Core to Advent Children. So there's a lot more timeline that they're covering. Than... Understood, understood. But still, they're going to basically take what was yeah. originally a $65 game and stretch it out to by including all this stuff. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. I'm just saying it's going to be three games instead of one. And mm -hmm. I'm okay with that, but I could understand how some people would not be that you're instead cashing in on nostalgia only. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. Uh 
we're old enough, most of us here, with the exclusion of Nick, no offense, Nick, that, you know, we were playing when there were cassette drives on computers for, you know, games and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and it's it's a case where I think that as we go further, you're going to see more and more, uh, like we're seeing in many other industries, consolidations of companies. The big will eat the small, or the small will eat other smalls until they are themselves big. Uh, so that that's the only way forward I see in this space. You're going to remain a small developer until you make that hit game that allows you to start acquiring other small developers and become known for a brand or a thing. And then from there you grow into a large developer who then acquires other small developers to keep creating new things. So what you're saying is flow was actually an allegory for the game development community and not biological life. Before I let Nick chime in, I want to say that for the first time in 200 episodes, we have answered a question in an actual analytical fashion that I enveloped <laughs> in creating this show for. So thank you, Dave. Thank you, Turo. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. Happy we could help. Um, so, no, you're right. And that's my thought is me actually trying to get into the field. You're You're right. The problem, you know, if you everyone's like, oh, we want new talent, new this, new that, new that. And it's like, do you know how much is out there right now? Like, how much that's free? There's Lumberyard from Amazon. There's the Frostbite engine is going to be free now. What the hell? Um, Unity's free, as every, everybody on the planet knows. <clears throat> there are websites that are giving away free graphical objects. So you don't even have to draw your own characters. You can just get one for free from sites and then code all the details, which is probably what I'm going to have to do. Anyway, so there's there's all these different, there's Steam Greenlight, there's open betas everywhere. Um, you want to make a game, that's great. You should go ahead and do it. That's what every developer is telling you. But then you and 7 billion other people are fighting for that same exact spotlight. And when 7 billion people go in that spotlight, you're, a lot of the good ones are going to come up a lot more great ones are going to get overlooked or not looked at or skipped or something. And it's just like, I have a concept. I have two concepts for two games that they, they're not they're, That would not be indie level. <clears throat> and I will never get to see them live simply because of the fact that a, I don't have time. B I don't, none of the 25 to 30 applications I've sent out have even gotten phone calls back. So that's the thing. And what if, what if my idea or your idea or Turo's idea or Dale? Oh, never mind. Um, what if any of our ideas would be the one, the kickers, the, the big ones that would start a new franchise and a new level? We don't know. When there are seven billion people, okay, honest numbers. When there are one to two million people being able to create games and putting them out there, right. a lot's going to get overlooked. Yep. And it's getting more, more. It's getting increasingly harder to get into the field. And that is one of the bigger problems as well is I have, I have everything required for every job I've submitted for. And yet I don't, I haven't gotten a call. So it's, it's, this isn't as easy to get into as people say. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's one of the big problems. So 
Our next question, um, <laughs> I'm trying to get Turo in here. I might save it and move on to the next one until he does get in here. Um, 22 Link 22 has another question that's, uh, what games would you like to see be played with other consoles? And in this, he's referring to the fact that, theoretically, uh, Microsoft and Sony's consoles can now cross-play across PC uh, so what games would you like to see be played with other consoles? Matt? <laughs> um, you know, that that's the crazy thing is I am, I've, I've basically come to the realization that at this point in my life, I am not a multiplayer, not an online multiplayer candidate. It just doesn't fit my current time life space. But um, I definitely think games like... Uh, Rocket League, which looks like it may be the first one that might try to do it, is a definite candidate there. Um, but honestly, every shooter ever, I mean, really, <laughs> you don't care about who is on the other end of the controller slash keyboard mouse that you're putting virtual bullets into the head of. I mean, you know, and, and the more and the larger the space, the more the better if it's done right and it's done well. And I don't know that that's even technically possible at this juncture. I mean, it makes game matching that much easier, right? Because right. you've got that much larger people that could match your skill level and you could actually get better games out of that type of thing, whether it's cooperative or competition. So uh, what about you, Nick? Don't don't judge. Destiny. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, it kind of goes with your shooter. But... Um, I've always been told, I mean, I get my butt handed to me on PlayStation by the top players, but I also slowly reach that rank. <clears throat> I have been told by some of my friends who are both platforms, because they don't have lives or something, I don't know. They, they've told me, Nick, you crush me, I crush Xbox players, and PC players crush me, because mm -hmm. they just have no lives. Well, so, keyboard and mouse. is better, period. Yeah. yeah. You get you get once you get used to it, it's more accurate. I agree, um, and you have a good mouse, not a crappy one like I have. Um, yeah, I would like to see Destiny because I get wrecked in PlayStation every single time. I am master of bad luck, period. But when it comes to Xbox, I, I would like to see the different levels, and I, I a I'd like to see a PC port of it, and then b I'd like to see how the platforms differ if they do in skill level. If I get a group of Xbox people, am I better? Or do they kick my butt? Who knows? And that's why I think Destiny would... And, and most shooters, to be honest, but for me specifically, I think Destiny would be great. Well, for the shooters, you have to have that mod that makes you sound like an angry 12-year-old. Right, I was going to say, so. I mean, they, they should kill you over and over again because they don't need to go to work. They don't need to do anything but play the game 12 hours a day. But, yeah. but Kate, <laughs> now I know Taro is away from the keyboard because he's not yelling at us now. Uh, Kate, <laughs> yeah. I think you had a, 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 an answer along the same lines that I was going to answer, so I thought that might be fighting a... Fighting games. Because pretty much the whole point of fighting games is playing with other people and widening that pool of people is only beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and fighting games are already kind of a subgenre of a subgenre already to begin with. They're a much smaller group than most of the other uh, mm -hmm. 
different things. So yeah, I, I would love to see complete cross-platform fighting games, especially for niche games like King of Fighters. Um, you know, especially where there's not. It's starting to happen with um, PlayStation to PC or Xbox to PC with um, Street Fighter Five, PlayStation Two, PC, and Killer Instinct just came out on PC. I mean, I'd like it to come out on PS4 because my PC can't run it. Right. But, you know, at least it's starting to happen. And from what I've seen, the connections have been really good in cross-platform, like, matchups. So that would be great for, you know, something like Mortal Kombat or, you know... I, there might be logistical reasons with, like, Killer Instinct or Street Fighter because they were made specifically for one console. Mm -hmm. But... You know, one that's on a fighting game that's on both consoles, that'd be. Though that's a win for the developer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Turo and Matt, this next question is just for the two of you. Stalking you online wrote in to ask, why does Matt rub his head like a genie all the time, and why does Turo strike his chin like a villain? No. <laughs> Turo is actually a Bond villain. We just we didn't know. <laughs> yeah, Ar I have Arturo Maximilian. <laughs> well, I told you that my my name in English is Arthur Reds, which is an awesome villain name. So it, it makes me think and ponder. So it helps me with that those two things. So pondering about answering and then thinking about not answering usually the conflict. All right, so so <laughs> I never yeah. realized. Now I'm like, I yeah, can't stop they, they, doing that. The answer right there. The, you <laughs> see, it's 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 like phantom limb syndrome. You know, that's the oh. the, the follow up question for for yours, Matt. Was is he always really that frustrated? Because it's, it's it's I guess apparently you only do it when when you're frustrated with somebody's answer. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a frustration movement too. But um, that's amazing. Even when I had hair, I had this wicked widow's peak. It was like way back even when i had hair and now i Bang. don't so there it is. No, no, that like way wickeder than that oh it, like it, vegeta it was yeah it was vegeta it was it was over has. nine thousand. it was over uh. 9, <laughs> um but yeah it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a habit um yeah it's, it's it's somewhat phantom phantom hair syndrome it's somewhat just i don't know apparently it so I, I do want to uh, apologize to everyone uh, who, who was kind enough to write in. If we don't get to your questions today, we'll pick them up on the next podcast, et cetera, until we get through all of them, because uh, we're not going to. Uh, we had a lot of actual participation. It's already 1040. I know. So, yeah. Uh, the next question that I have is – actually, it was a comment. Grand Theft Soto said, damn, 200. That's a lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> it is, except when you say it's over 10 years, which means it's basically 20 yes. shows. <laughs> yeah, not, not so much. Uh, 22, Link22 wrote in, and I do want to get to this one. What? Oh, no, I just did that one. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to save Daniels for later. Oh, Harry Manyo wrote in to ask, I had an epiphany while sleeping, but someday my dreams of playing real Yu-Gi-Oh are not so far-fetched with VR. It works perfectly with the Vive sensors to have a space to walk around in. What other game ideas would also be amazing to see come out in the upcoming years? Pokemon. 
Where you actually have to throw something to catch them? Yes. I mean, we might be getting that with the whole Pokemon on the phone and whatnot, but... Wait, you're going to have to throw your phone to catch them? No, 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 no. The, the game that's coming out. And then they'll have to put wrist straps on the phone so that they don't throw them into the ground. Oh, gosh. That'd be awesome. Uh I don't know if I like walked around and my phone goes, there's a Pokemon all around. I'm like, Ooh, so you're talking more like an ARG kind of, yeah, kind of situation. But no, I think Yu-Gi-Oh would be amazing. But then what's his name? Kato Saiba. Like we're going to have to turn him into a good guy. And then, yeah, it's going to be a long process of getting all that. And then the millennium puzzles are going to have to be involved. Oh, or the Millennium Pieces. Oh, that already sounds like a headache. That sounds like seven seasons already. So I'm down. Kate, do you I've been drinking. A... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kate, do you have a... <laughs> I'm glad we... Hey, I'm I'm on the moon. We got that one in. I'm good. 200 episodes. I got one question. I'm good. A serious... That was awesome answers. Um, so, Kate, do, is there is there a, a kind of game idea that you can think of that would be something you think is viable within the the short-term future in vr or any of the technology you know hololens uh, augmented whatever is that... it wrong if i say something like manhunt or mortal Kombat? you know i was i was thinking about that that could be really interesting manhunt yes like a first person manhunt that would be scary and exhilarating and fun. Uh, Mortal Kombat, not so much. Might as well feed the monster before it comes out. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just thinking you could... You could easily do Melina's fatality with the with the Vive, you know, you just do this. Well, I, was, I was thinking more of, like, you know, the, the murder simulator aspect. <laughs> But yeah, man, something like Manhunt in a VR would be kind of crazy. Yeah. Because it'd be sneaking around and, you know, the fighting and everything. Well, in a limited field division and 3D yeah. audio, that would be pretty interesting, actually. That's a very good answer. I, I really like or that like idea. like a VR Silent Hill, where, mm -hmm. like, a game that's, like, pure atmosphere, where you would even, because the atmosphere in a game like that sucks you in, so you'd be even further part of it. So I think it would just be like down the rabbit hole. Um, Matt, how about you? Uh, I, I think he's got a point. I, we've talked about this before, I believe, where the the tabletop type style games could have a real interesting presence in in VR. I think that that's definitely an interesting space. The other thing I was thinking of, and the developer's name is escaping me for a minute, and I and I really feel stupid for this but um something along the lines of heavy rain quantic dream mm. uh, i'm really interested to see what they could do or in a virtual like world where you have like an actual like uh, private dick simulator right i mean almost, almost kind of holodeck-esque right where you're actually having to investigate a space you know where it, it's it's actually it could be incredibly hard if, you know, you either, you know, you got to be somewhere between making all the items you want to look at glimmer <laughs> and, and making it imperceivable. 
But, you know, something along the lines of that, I think, would be a really interesting space to explore. Um, I think I would think we're definitely going to see more of the first person uh, driver flying type of simulation stuff. I think that's going to be the easy victory. Uh, I think that's going to be the experience that's going to get the quickest results, in my opinion, I think, uh, for, for the VR space as it is now. But uh, definitely like what we were talking about with the uh, werewolf game and something along the line of Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic or any of that kind of stuff is definitely got huge potential. Um, but I, I really think that that kind of Quantic Dream style game would make an interesting entry into VR. So I, I think I've been thinking about this, trying to figure out what I haven't seen as I've been going to all these pre-alpha kind of events. And one of the things I've not seen that I think would be a great tool, I don't know that it would necessarily be a game, but you should be able to do things like sword training uh, in VR quite easily to where you'd be able to learn how to properly wield a katana because you really don't need more than the click, you know, a single clicker that you're double handing. Uh, so I, I really think that you could see kind of instructional things that are gamified in some way. I, I think we'll see something like that uh, coming along shortly. It would, it would definitely, well, I was going to say, it definitely make like the, the kind of fitness thing, like the, we, we mm -hmm. tried to do an interesting, but Again, it, it takes it would all it take something like the vibes got, but it would it would have to get even better than it is now, you know, to to get too far into it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, or or you know, some people would inversely say a lightsaber game, same difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you've got the ability to do that. Um, let's uh, go to our last question for the evening. I think Dave did die, actually. Um, <laughs> died a whiskey death. Turo, if you want to call back in, we'll we'll get you on for this last question. Uh, and the sad part is, is I know Dave had an answer for this question. Oh, oh, oh they're oh, fighting for it. Who he won? Got, Dave he got won. in the last The returning champ and heavyweight wow. champion. I've we been... Got I've we been talking answers, to you. Dude. Yeah, I've been talking to you. Do, do, is there anything you want to contribute to this uh, question about what types of unthought of games might we see emerge in the VR space? That one was tired, by the way. That's why I rubbed my head like that. that <laughs> yeah, I, I actually bailed out of that one because I know you guys are, are more, um, that would have a lot more input into that one than I would. Um, me, I'm just kind of taking a step back and see what happens kind of kind of thing. Gotcha. So then that brings us to our uh, our final question of the evening before we go to final thoughts. Uh, and that one comes from, uh, where is it? Here it is, AR423. AR423 wrote in, what do you consider as your top 10 best video games of all times? No restrictions, no anything. What are your top ten? Matt's like, I totally didn't look at the the questions before jumping I didn't on see at this that point. one. <laughs> yep, I looked at here and read all the previous ones. Yep. Oh. So so Dave actually has this prepared, so you do have a moment to assemble your thoughts. But Dave, let us know what your top ten games of all time are. Okay, um, I'm not sure if I have these in any particular order, but they sort of are in order. Um, I always kind of refer to my number one game of all time as Gunstar Heroes on the Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. 
absolutely love that game. Um, it's a run and gun shooter with a little bit of like you know hand to hand kind of stuff in a in a way. Um, it's a very creative game. Treasure makes it. It's one of my favorite companies. They pulled stuff out of the Genesis that the Genesis wasn't supposed to be able to even do. Um, so like it was just an all around achievement in gaming in every way, shape, and form. And I think when the game came out, it was like a cartridge was even was forty bucks. Um, when every other game was 60 bucks. So, like, even then, like, that was just, like, so, you mean, you're giving me all this great stuff and it's even cheaper? Like, it's just crazy all around. Um, second, I'm going to go with Ratchet & Clank on the PS4. Um, I love the Ratchet & Clank series. I was tending to go for the cop-out answer and just say the Ratchet & Clank series as a whole. But you know something? I'm going to give it to the PS4 version because it is the just kind of, like, the perfect version that melds all the stuff in the one game. Um, I know I haven't completed it yet, so I may be a little, you know, jumping the gun here, but it just looks amazing, and it seems to be incorporating everything from the old games to make it, like, all come together, work really well. It's just awesome. Um, third one on my list, I had Streets of Rage 2. That's just a game I keep going back to over and over again. Um, Yuzo Koshiro does the soundtrack for it. It was just completely innovative at the time especially on the Sega Genesis, which is not known for, like, its great music chip or anything like that. This guy got amazing music out of the system, and it's just a hell of a fun game to play. Um, as far as beat-em-ups go, it's the one I go back to every single time. I play it all the time. Um, I like that they've released it over and over again so that I can go back on a current system and play it. It's just a, it's just a great it's just great fun. Um, Radiant Silver Gun, um, a... Sega Saturn game, um, import only, another treasure made game. Um, it's a shooter, um, but it was very creative in like how it ran through everything and what it was, what it allowed you to do. Um, it wasn't really like a bullet hell kind of game. It was kind of more of like a puzzle shooter in a way. Um, had lots of hidden stuff in it and everything. It was just a really great, super well done game. Not as many people knew about it because it was a Japanese only um, import. Uh, number five, I had Sonic CD. Um, I just think that was like a really awesome version of the Sonic games. Um, there was a lot of great stuff into it. The whole time travel thing was awesome. The graphics were awesome. The music, fantastic. Um, great game to go to. Um, Uncharted 2 on the PS3. Um, I think that was just one of the best versions of that game, um, especially when it came out. The graphics were just unbelievable. Gameplay just... Perfect. Storyline, great. I think it had me tearing up at the end of it. It was just fantastic. Um, Saints Row 5, um, or 4. I, <laughs> I was going to be like, are you going into the future? <laughs> no, dude. I, I, deleted, I deleted an eye there when I changed it. Because I originally had 3 and 4. Um, Saints Row 4 is just probably like one of the most fun games ever made, as far as I'm concerned. Just the stuff they do in there is just just off the wall it's just great it's just fun it's the game you play when you just want to have just fun it's as simple as that um we're taking a step back we're going back to asteroids for my number eight that is just like the game of my childhood right there such a classic game um it's simple like just distilled down to like you know the basic elements it's just you against rocks in space um but it is such a classic game I can't see how I couldn't include that on the list. It's just fantastic. Um, number nine, I had Luminous. Mm. Um, the puzzle game is the first puzzle game to me to out Tetris Tetris. 
Um, it was the reason to buy a PSP in the first place. The music, fantastic. I love the developer behind it. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, which is really embarrassing because I always mention his stuff. Um, but he's just like, it's just awesome. Um, and then number 10, I had Little Big Planet. Um, such a fun game, such a great style and everything. May not be the most perfect like gameplay-wise, um, but it's just so much stuff that's just like, good in that game. And I just love Sackboy. I love the style of it. I love everything they did. I love the music they did in the first game. Just fantastic. So what that was would your, be my top ten. What was your number nine? My number nine was Luminous. Oh, right. Okay, got it. Perfect. Because, uh, yeah. Um, so I've got mine. I'll go next. Um, the Mine is in no particular order. So number one doesn't mean that it's number one, my most favorite of all time. It's just there. I had to put a number next to them. Uh, number one, Chrono Trigger. Without it, the modern RPG would not be where it is. Um, it, it is my favorite of the old school JRPGs, and I got all 11 endings, and I played the hell out of that game. It is amazing. Um, number two, The Last of Us. That game is probably the closest thing to a perfect game that I have ever played. That It is a phenomenal single-player game. It is a almost equally as phenomenal a multiplayer game it is uh the the attention to detail and world building in it are second to none and of course it's a naughty dog game so why what else do i have to say there uh telltale is the walking dead is number three uh it's the first time that i've had a game whether you agree that it's a game or not or you know that it has game controls or not it's or if it's just a choose-your-own-adventure storybook, it's immersive enough that it actually made me cry, which I have never happened to me in a game before, and I actually really uh, think it's it's an amazing piece of writing. Um, number four is Mortal Kombat 2, the arcade game, Revision 2, uh, 3.2 for the board. For me, that was the peak of my fighting game prowess. Uh, I could hold off people for hours at a time, with a single quarter uh, or two quarters as the case may be. And um, there was nothing like holding down low punch for an entire round uh, or for th 30 seconds plus to blow people up with Kentaro at the end at Shang Tsung. Best feeling in the world when they're trying to figure out why the hell you're only, you know, jump kicking in and holding down a punch button. Um, number five, Rock Band. And I would have to say of, the, of them, Rock Band 2. It had uh, online play that was amazing. It had, uh, and I'm going to even go so far as to say Rock Band 2 on the PlayStation because you could share your friends' uh, songs and you could share songs with your friends, up to five of them at the time. It was an amazing thing. We would have chains of people just sharing music and then playing all together. It is the only game that I have ever, it is the pinnacle, in my opinion, of um, social gaming. And I have not seen another game since then that gives you that same feeling when everybody's working together of achieving something so well. Um, number six would be Demon Souls, which Dave still to this day shakes his head at and doesn't understand. It is such a hard game, and the fact that I persevered and mastered the combat system, it taught me what it needed to, to teach me through every single one of my failures. That is probably the, 
it's not the largest gaming accomplishment I've had. It is the largest feeling accomplishment of accomplishment that I've had in a game in the last decade. And because of that, I have loved every subsequent game that they've put out. Um, number seven is Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, probably my favorite out of the entire series. Uh, for some reason, the characters clicked more with me than seven. Um, and I just thought it was a better story. And you got to go into space for the first time in a Final Fantasy game. So there's that. Uh, number eight. No. What? Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, but you got a spaceship. Like, you actually had you a spaceship. You got to go to space in Final Fantasy yeah, Okay, but you got a spaceship in eight. <laughs> and it was red. Cherry red. Um, number eight, Blood Omen Legacy of Cain. This, for me, was the first action RPG that hooked me. And it was actually a really good story. Well, for the time, it was a really good story. Um, so I really liked that a lot. And uh, created a bunch of bad spinoff games, but it was interesting at the time. Uh, number nine, Star Trek Online. I absolutely friggin' love that game. The ships are not x-wings or y-wings that you're or a-wings that you're loop de looping and any of that stuff they are enterprise class starships that have a ton of firepower and move very slowly and if you can do cool maneuvers then you are an amazing pilot and captain uh, i love that game uh, and then number 10 super mario 3 the pinnacle of platforming to me um it wasn't crazy with all the power-ups it was the first time that I figured out how to fly in a video game. Um, so, yeah, that's my 10. Matt, Kate, who wants it? You ready, Kate? I guess so. Kate, okay. go for it. Uh, well, my number one game is Silent Hill 2. Without a doubt. Just the best video game experience ever in terms of adult metaphorical storytelling atmosphere sound everything in that game was perfect uh final fantasy 8 you already mentioned that one uh vagrant story i love that game i wish i'd make a movie of that game or at least just revive the ip a super mario rpg it's my favorite super mario game um uncharted 2 which has already been mentioned. Uh, the Resident Evil remake that first came out on the GameCube, but it subsequently came out on PS4, and that one uh, showed a lot of restraint that the series hadn't shown before in terms of voice acting and storytelling, and the graphics were for a GameCube and still look great on a PS4. So it's a testament to how good it looked when it was on the GameCube. Uh, Final Fantasy X put that in there. You were talking about games that make you cry. That game had me bawling like a baby when Titus found Yuna's goodbye sphere. I was crying like crazy. Uh, Dead Space. Uh, the first Dead Space. Kate? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Alright then. All right. If she comes back, we'll let her pick up from there uh matt why don't you go ahead with yours okay 
And and first, I have to list apologies to all the games that I love that are not on this list. Oh, 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 there she is. Yay! Hi there. Hi there. Um, that's been going on and off. Oh, there you go. There Perfect. she is. Okay, so where was I? Dead space. Yes. Uh, just great atmosphere, really creepy design, and a great satire on Scientology. Because <laughs> you know that's what it was. Yeah. Everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Bioshock, first one. Although Bioshock Infinite gets an honorable mention too, but still, the first game was just, just wicked. And the last one I have on here, you had Mortal Kombat two. I'm actually going to go for Mortal Kombat X because the story is just so damn good, especially for a fighting game, and it's so polished and has a lot of the classic things that Mortal Kombat two had that made it so good, but even more. I just wish they bring back Shang Tsung. Well, he's in. If you go through the arcade ladders, no, no, you'll see him. no, no, to play so that yeah. I can morph into we'll any character Sh I want. Yeah. yeah. Play Shinnok. He can still move. Yeah, but it's not the same. Well, I'm sure he'll be in Mortal Kombat 11. There's I... an arcade ladder that pretty much confirms it. I hope so. Um. That's it. Matt, how about you? Um, as I was saying, <clears throat> apologies to all the games that I love that are not on this list. This is not easy to do, and I don't know how I missed this one in the list when I was looking at it earlier. So um, courtesy of the last 10-ish minutes, um, Chrono Trigger. Actually, a lot of ours overlap. Surprise, surprise. Um, I did not go as overboard with you on Chrono Trigger as, as you did, but uh, still, I remember playing that game, and the first time you went into a battle sequence and all your characters did was just split. And the first time you did a combo attack, and it, it was just all of that stuff. I, I knew then I was looking at the future of RPGs, which didn't really turn out to be true, but um, that that was just the most amazing experience at that time for me. It was, it was unlike anything I could have imagined. Uh, Super Mario 3. Me, that's the pinnacle of the series. Um, as you said, you know, just amazing platforming, uh, the power-ups, the the world, everything. It was just, it was amazing. Um, the game before I learned uh, about Bethesda games that I sunk the most hours into ever, uh, Xenogears. Um, I heard that's one of those games I really wish they could go back and redo in the style of the original, but actually finish the game instead of just cramming a bunch of text onto the second disc. Um, that's when they probably break into four or five games now too, right? <laughs> Make me pay for them all. Um, but I really love that game. I love the the combat engine. I love the the art style, the world, the whole thing was just, it was, it was right what I wanted right at that time when it came out. Um, Surprised I haven't heard this one, but Symphony of the Night. Uh, that first time, really, that I... That is the definition of Metroidvania to me, because that's the first game, and it may have been the first one of the series that did that. I don't know. But that was the first time where that kind of RPG, kind of platformer, kind of action game all came together for me, mushed into this thing, and, oh... I don't even know how many hours across how many different save cards that I played that game on. So 
yeah, that that was that's definitely one in. Um, the original, the one, the only, the RPG that actually made me want to buy a PlayStation before I even really was thinking about Final Fantasy VII, Wild Arms. Um, they did do a remake of that a while back. It was horrible. It'd be nice if they could do a good, actually, homage-style remake of that one as well. Um, four and five were actually pretty solid games. Completely redefined it. Completely changed it up. Um, so I'd like to see kind of a classic RPG redo of Wild Arms or, or anything actually in the Wild Arms space. Um, but that was that was uh, that was one of my that was I think my second game for the PlayStation when I got it. it came, uh, the people who went together and got it for me also got me Resident Evil, which isn't on the list. Sorry, Resident Evil. Um. I went with A Crack in Time for my Ratchet and Clank selection. Uh, it's a hard series to try to pick a favorite out of, uh, but it really brought to a head and a culmination everything that had been building up since the first game. So it really just, it was such a progression and, and the relationship between the characters had developed to such a point where, you know, certain events were happening and I was on the edge of tearing up at a couple of points during that game because I'd been with these characters for so long and the events that were happening. Um, Insomniac just, just just kills it with this series. They, they really do. I know they've had a couple of missteps in some of the other stuff they've done, but with this series, they just kill it. Um, this one may supplant it, but I can't say that without having finished it all the way through. Um, Uncharted 2, uh, considering how late I came to Uncharted, um, PS4 was about ready to launch, I think, when I finally got around to starting play uh, the Uncharted games. But uh, yeah, it is, it is, is a masterfully told story, uh, an amazingly well-constructed game, and uh, outshine, outshone, outshone its sequel 3 in many respects. So, uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, I'm super hyped for four, you know, we're less than a month, um, but I got Ratchet and Clank to get through first and more Fallout 4 to do too. So, um, then we're, we're going, kicking it, not quite as old school as Dave, but Galaga. Ah, oh, crank so many quarters and hours into Galaga across so many different platforms. Oh, just, it couldn't not be on the list. I mean, it was a toss-up. I was just sitting there thinking, Centipede or Galaga? Like, I really liked Centipede, but I pumped way more hours into Galaga. So, uh, Galaga, which was also my answer to another one of the questions, oddly enough, that we didn't get to today. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, uh, I don't think I need to expound anything beyond what you said, really, but The Last of Us. Can I add an asterisk that I still haven't played that game, so it's not on my list? Oh wow! It's, yeah, yeah you need that, to play that's, a, that's a definite pickup. That's the ending to that it. game, if nothing else. Yeah, I beat it in two days. You can do it. Well, okay, I didn't play it quite that hardcore, but oh, I had to like immediately play it because we had that game of the year review kind of thing. Oh yeah, so you did what I did with Bioshock, whatever the one we did for that was Infinite. Um, Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. But the uh, yeah, that game, I just. There's not enough good you can say about that game. It is, as you said, it is probably as close to a perfect game as has ever been made. Um, and then last, um, 
I, I can't I can't let go of this one. It is still my favorite of the series, and I had to include one of the series from it because you know it is just core to to who we are and to who I am as a gamer. But Final Fantasy VI. Um, I never got eight into eight. I, I got to the end of disc one and I could never force myself to put in disc two. I just, I couldn't do it. I love seven. Um, I love 10. I love nine even, but six, it's just something about six. It's the cast of characters, the villains, the world, just everything gels together into that JRPG thing that makes me happy. So uh, that's 10. And I, there was no order. That was me just writing down games as I could think of them and replacing the ones that I thought of better ones for. So, All right. To close out our Q&A session, Turo, you're 10. Oh, man. Mine's ridiculous. But this is what the, this is what made me, me. All right. So you guys went Super Mario World or Super Mario 3. I went Super Mario World. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, I didn't even know you could find secret levels by by finding different exits and then having a Yoshi and different colored Yoshis. And that was just that blew my mind. I thought that was amazing. Uh, and then sticking with Super Nintendo, uh, Earthworm Jim was uh, it told me it was OK to be super weird and having all these awesome characters and and, you know, Queen, you know, oh gosh, just such a long name. But, but for a face like it was just all of that. All the crazy characters in that game, and then a cartoon later on. It was amazing. Um, then we're going uh, again. No order whatsoever. Um, Banjo Kazooie. I was such a great platformer. I know it was more of a copy of Super Mario sixty four, but I had so much fun with the dynamics between the two characters and how they actually utilized each other, being a bear and a bird, and, and how you could attack with one, and and, and the sequels behind it. It was awesome. Uh, Halo 2, that's where all my multiplayer went into. That's where I got to get to know a lot of people across the world. And and it was funny to, you know, mock or, you know, teabag somebody miles away from you. And you can feel their anger. It's, it's never, that's always, wow. Uh, Super Metroid. Super Metroid. Metroid 3. That one, that one got bumped on my list. I had that one down early. It got bumped. Yeah, that one is there. The music, the atmosphere, uh, the uh, the protagonist that doesn't say anything, and yet you are there with her the entire time. Oh my gosh, it was so good. Uh, Donkey Kong Country. It was the first platformer that I got, I got to beat by myself. Nobody helped me, not my sisters, not anybody. So that's what started my whole go by yourself and do it your own. And I can't beat this level. Well, I'm too bad. Do it yourself. And I did. Whew. All right. Um, the awesome, awesome Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance. I absolutely love that RPG. And I love the sequel that went to it. It's just how it connected and how you could transfer over Jin and whatnot. That was so neat. So different uh, as far as Game Boy Advance went. Um. Then we're going to uh, Kingdom Hearts. The whole reason why I even got a PS2 is the only reason I got a PS2 was for Kingdom Hearts. And that opened up a whole world of Sony and all their games. And, oh, man, that was just so neat. And then now the, the sequels that are coming out years later, I'm looking back and I'm just, you know, we're just coming out with a third game. And how many games did Call of Duty come out already? I mean, I'm not saying quality over quantity, but, dude. Um, Let's see, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. I got two more. 
two more. Uh, Super Smash Brothers, it brought everybody together. All my friends, all my brother's friends, and how to unlock characters, and then go into Melee, how to unlock characters, and, and just how come nobody could beat anybody in that game, and how nobody could beat me. I was the older brother that was unstoppable, and it was just, it was just like, oh, I'm just, it's awesome. And then seeing them, uh, my little brother and his friends, seeing me play other people that were my age, and go, oh, he, you can't beat Arturo, you can't beat Arturo, and then yet it's a close fight, or they do beat me, they're like, our whole world has been destroyed. It's just so <laughs> funny. And then just them, I, oh, man, so many memories there. And then uh, one more, and we'll pick, there's so many here. <laughs> we'll pick uh, Legend of Dragoon. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the characters, the <laughs> story, the heartbrokenness on disc one. That was like how I felt whenever, you know, I didn't want to put this two in. I'm like, I don't want to know what happens next because you just, you just did this to one of my characters that I was following the whole time. So many hours put into that game. So that was awesome. And I think that's 10, right? I don't know. I'm not counting. I, um, I'm almost feeling dirty now that I picked three over Mario 64. Uh, I don't know. Anyways. I don't. I, I don't. Can't, I, I'm I can't, glad. I can't, I can't dwell on it. We got to move forward. So speaking Shoot. of, thank you. Without you, show's not possible. Um, if you would like to let us know what you think of our all Q&A show, let us know in the comments below. Visit us online at GamersLedge.com. Uh, we've got new articles going up almost every day now. You can visit us at GamersLedge on Twitter. Uh, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash GamersLedge. And then Pinterest and Instagram and tumblr and stumble upon and all those good things that's going to bring us to final thoughts let's start with who's here first and we'll cycle out kate final thoughts i've been playing DOAX 3 the whole time that this podcast has been on <laughs> Boom. Breaking, the breaking the rules yeah breaking the rules breaking the rules nah, nah. see you next week kate <laughs> <laughs> uh taro final thoughts oh man i want to go back and play all these games now that we were talking about them and it's possible it I can, is i can play a lot of these games it's awesome so yeah if you want to play a game you haven't seen or played in a while go pick it up stop being lazy or rebuy it give the man the money and have some fun boom well i'm gonna go next uh mine's kind of a compound final thought uh, you guys all know that I've been playing Gwent Simulator 2015 for the longest time. I actually was lucky enough to stumble upon the actual deck of Gwent cards. So I have now two entire sets of the awesome Gwent cards for The Witcher. Uh, so now I can actually play Gwent Realsies. 2015 instead of going card simulator the other thing is uh if you are looking for a great hybrid tabletop game or an easy to learn tabletop game this bad guy right here golem arcana i just got it as a present it is a miniatures game so really cool well detailed and sturdy miniatures but what's interesting is that you use your um phone or tablet as the dm 
for all the rules. You use a special Bluetooth stylus and you touch it to the character and it automatically brings up its powers and abilities. And then you say, I want to use this ability and you press what square you want to do and it actually rolls the dice for you and does all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's an interesting, it is collectible. So they do have multiple sets of them, um, but it's not bad uh, for an investment for two people. So go to Marcano. Uh, Dave. Um, I'll everybody know I wasn't playing Ratchet and Clank the whole time while we were doing this, which actually hurt me here. Like, I wanted to do that this whole time, um, but I didn't, just so I can be a part of this podcast. So I hope that tells you how much this podcast meant to me. Your sacrifice has been noted. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, play Ratchet and Clank on the PS4. Everybody yeah. should do that now. And most appropriately, our community manager and longest person on the podcast that remains, Matt. Final thoughts for 200. Uh, I'm going to just kind of nostalgic this one, but uh, it's been a ride. You know, we've, we've been on, we've been off, we've been on again. We've been audio, we've been video, we've been all kinds of things. Um, really looking... Hopefully, we've been really pushing. We've really been trying to grow, and we've really been pushing. Uh, I started doing the Facebook thing a lot more, uh, trying to get into the social media, get get the larger community. You see we're partnering a lot with the mega level. At least mm -hmm. I am. Uh, friends over there, Ian, Rob, uh, great guys, uh, giving us some some extra stuff to leech on to. Um, looking into just the, the period of time we're in, you know, is, is great for us, you know. Uh, definitely looking to try to grow, definitely looking to keep this interaction with the community going. We don't want this to be a one and done. You know, this was great to get this mass of questions so much that we couldn't even get to them all. Uh, actually, we probably only got to what, about half? Yeah, really. not, not even half, actually. So, you know, and that's, that's and, amazing. And, and really I really appreciate everybody who pinch hit questions after we lost the first list. So yes, thank you everybody that, for contributing man. questions today. Yeah, that, thank you because yeah, Facebook, man, the, the one post you had to go and lose, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I just really want to keep this going. Yeah, yeah, we're busy. We 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 aren't necessarily the most responsive people on the planet <laughs> right away, but we will get back to you. We will include you. We are we are looking looking for you guys to interact with us we we want you guys to tell us what it is you want us to do if it's if it's me sitting here rubbing my bald spots i'll sit here and rub my bald spots all night that sounded really dirty now that i think about it but uh, no we're not gonna go with that one no no, no, that no. One, uh, okay i've had two of these i'm, I'm old Wait, still alive are we editing this stuff out no no we're still live <laughs> because and, and, i'm like you know two glasses deep in the whiskey and even i was more well behaved than that. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. have to get hr to do a consult with matt uh, let's see. Okay, so I'll schedule a meeting with myself. Exam uh, oh, another dirty thing. This is not turning out well. <laughs> hey, you set me up for that one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, as the dirty old man, I guess, apparently. Um, thank you, everyone that's been watching. Thank you, everyone that would provided feedback. Uh, thank you, you guys, for hanging out with us because this this is nothing without the group. I mean, this is this is all community. And uh, appreciate the perspectives, even if I don't agree with them, that you guys bring. So never let my curmudgeoniness make you think I don't appreciate your viewpoint. 
Yes, I just made up a word that doesn't even sound like a word. Um, and in the appropriate vein, we should end as we do every gathering of friends and community. <sighs> With groans and moans aplenty. Why did the Cyclops close his school? Why? Because it was an eyesore? Ah, damn it. Nope. Oh. The, the Cyclops closed his school because he only had one pupil. Oh, man. Until next I week. Mine better. Game on! <laughs>